This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The, the four weeks ago, I wanted to fire Chris Greer, and now I'm looking at it. Okay, <laughs> maybe it's not so bad. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. What are you going to do? Right? So I think we're uh, I think we're good to go here. So All right. Yeah, we're tuning in. So, yeah, so what you do I know? A... You good? You good? They gave me some more. Give me some uh, slack. You, you getting a little wiry there? Yeah. Give me some slack yeah. there. In case I get crazy. Yeah, well, we're gonna get crazy. It's cool. It's all. It's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what the hell do I know about managing a football team? I can tell you this though, right? That I think with all the studying that these guys do and all the investigation and things like that, research in the research, I think seventy-five percent of the guys that are really into fantasy football could do a better job than a lot of these teams. <laughs> Probably. I mean that. Probably because like those, those guys are all geeks about it, and you know it's like whatever, you know. But who knows? Thanks for coming. No problem. Welcome well, to the gallery. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, welcome this to the cool. studio. Welcome to the gallery. Um, really yeah, nice. No, I'm, I'm glad you guys could come in. So, um, welcome to Connected by Water, presented by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and fueled by our good friends at Papa's Pilar Rum. Right, who we're all drinking today. Yes. And they remind you never to be a spectator, and Papa would be proud, right? So thank you, gentlemen, for joining me today. Our guests today, right, are f- they're from Roths, right, R-O-F-F-S. And if you don't know what Roths is, these guys are going to explain it, I'm sure, in great detail today, <laughs> right? Um, Without boring you, hopefully. No, 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 no. No one's going to get bored. No one's going to get bored. Not with Greg in the house, <laughs> right? So I got my good buddy, Greg Gawakowski, right? And- yep. We've we were talking before the show. We've been buddies for a long time now. Yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. But it's, but it's glad you're finally here visiting me. Yeah, at, yeah, it's at, cool. Yeah, yeah. We've been at, talking at, about this for a while. Probably well since Miami. 
Was yeah. Miami when we like, had that um, at the FFMD yeah, event, right? FFMD. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That's where we Paul first Robinson's. got the idea. Say, hey, yeah. come on, bring it in. Yeah, Paul. Did you see Paul um, at the the Miami event when Joey and them and Joey Cardi's both the surreal? They brought him all the way up. They oh, hoisted him up to the bridge and everything. That was a pretty cool. Oh moment. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They I posted that video around. Yep. I tried so, to see him at the Mid Atlantic, but it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with Matt Upton here, right? Um, who's married to Kate Upton? That's so, right. So they tell me there is right? a uh, connection yeah. there. Not not the Kate Upton, but the married in Kate. <laughs> it, Upton. it is the Kate Upton. It is, but it well, just, it is the Kate Upton, nah. right? I think so. She's right? married in though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and our normal bartender, our usual bartender. Um, Carlene couldn't make it today. Right? We called Carlene the Robin to my stern, right? She couldn't be in today, but we have a fill-in, right? The lovely Miss Laura Helmick. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you also, for having me. Also known as Laura Roffler. Oh. Well, Roffler? She, yes. She she belongs behind the bar. Yes. Yeah? yeah. You could say that. She's yeah. she's the she's the straw that stirs the drink at Ross. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. And she's wearing a nice little Mid Atlantic shirt. Mid Atlantic right? shirt. Yep. Mid Atlantic. We have a good good connection with people in Cape May. It's a yeah. It's a special partnership. Yeah. yeah that's nice. So so yep. do we, right? Yep. So do we. The um and we got a couple of bar flies today, right? AJ Burns, James King, right? Hanging out at the bar. We got Nick Way down there who likes to ponder life on his own sometimes <laughs> and just kind of stare down at his iPad, <laughs> right? So anyway. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. So thanks for having us. I want to appreciate it. I want to kick this off a little bit today, um, by you guys starting it off and kind of giving me your spiel on Ross. I think it's important for people to know um, what you guys are, what you provide uh, for our community, because uh, you guys for years have done um, a, a, an outstanding job. I want to give a shout out to Mitchell. Yeah, right? you know, right off the right off the bat, like before we, you know, do let's, or say anything. Let's start from the beginning. I yeah. mean. Uh, years ago, late 80s, um, Dr. Mitchell Roffer started the company, um, and he was really a pioneer in using satellite imagery to find the best conditions offshore for fish, pelagic mm -hmm. fish. And that just grew through the 90s and the 2000s, and here we are now, um, new ownership three or four years ago. And but pretty much the same crew, and it's the same the same uh, same concept. We look at satellite imagery, um, let our clients know where the best conditions are to fish offshore, mm -hmm. based on mainly ocean color and sea surface temperature. So, and, so when you say ocean color and sea surface mm -hmm. temperature, I mean, and you get the satellite imagery, and like how is that reflecting into your into your technology, and like how you how you translating that information. So we're taking the information, the real-time data, and then we customize it for our clients. Okay. Go that extra step, map out water mass boundaries, mm -hmm. um, which are indicators of convergent zones. If the water mass boundaries are stable enough for certain days, brings in bait fish, that brings in your pelagic fish. Okay. Your larger pelagics. All right, so it's almost kind of like a predictor. Yeah, it's, we call it a forecast. So we're looking at real-time data. Mm -hmm. we, can, we can tell how the currents are moving based on the satellite imagery and then tell you the best places likely the next day where the fish are going to kind of great. All right. So then how come, how come Greg doesn't catch like many fish? <laughs> he doesn't have any time to fish because <laughs> no. he's, he's telling people where to go fish. Yeah. 
Yeah, we and we look at it over time, not just one day. You know, we're we're always looking at it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Matt looks at the north the whole summer. I look at the Gulf of Mexico. You know, James and Adrian might look at the south or the Bahamas. So so we're studying the water on a day to day basis. All right. So um, all you guys are analyzing all this stuff. Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. AJ, James, and I, Greg, expert oceanographers, analysts, and yeah. then Tony. Tony's a new guy. He didn't make it down here. He's probably at work right now, finishing up the areas for the fishing fishermen tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, he's he's he's, no, he's done for the day. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, who is it? is it mainly fishermen like accessing the data? I mean, or or, or are you yeah. guys involved with other like you know organizations or groups that that need the data to collect information for other purposes? It's, it's both, probably more more fishermen, but we've been associated with other. I mean, we got a good relationship with the Billfish Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, various other tournaments, other government agencies. Right. We've worked on NASA projects before. Um, really? Like yeah. what? For bluefin tuna research. Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah, bluefin yeah. tuna, that's a big topic on the show. Yep. It's a big, uh, big political fish, right? So yeah. we, we did <clears throat> years, years ago, we had a big NASA project that, um, we, um, helped give the, what was it? University of Miami. Well, the University of Miami and uh, NOAA Southeast Fishery the Center Southeast on Fisher Key Biscayne. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they do. Um, they would go every. What I think it was like middle of April to the end of May in the time blue, frame when they were supposed supposedly spawning, spawning. Mm-hmm. in the in the Gulf of Mexico, and they'd have a grid, uh, certain stations where they'd sample and and look for bluefin tuna larvae. Well, we would look based the, on where they were salmon, try and give them additional stations where. We, we saw water mass boundaries in favorable conditions. Um, and we, we actually had two. One was three years with the standard grid that they were sampling and, and adding additional locations. But then we had another, followed up with another three years, and we actually sampled down in Cuba, mm-hmm. off the Yucatan, um, and in the Bahamas. Bahamas. And actually the year in the Bahamas, based on where we recommended, we actually found some larvae in the Bahamas um, that had never been found you know they'd never been studied before because people didn't think they spawned there really yep so the traditional spawning grounds in the gulf of mexico and that was always thought to be this is where the the western atlantic stock went to spawn and then we found out oh they've spawned in the bahamas a little bit they spawn over here so that was a big that was a big find yeah that sounds interesting so yeah, you yeah. did that with nasa yes Yep. So NASA who's taking the, the larva sample studies? Is it you guys or is it NASA? Well, we we were providing NASA provided the the grant. You know, NASA provided the money. Okay. And then you know it was through in partnership with what NOAA and Southeast yep, Fisheries NOAA. Science Center, and and then we provided the support, like the satellite imagery, the the analyses, and you know directed them where to go. Okay, so they're kind of like giving the grant because you guys are utilizing satellite imagery yep. and everything like that. Yeah, it's so kind of cool. They end up finding more um, larvae. In right. locations where we would recommend that they would, yeah, where the conditions the conditions were, were be- good. a little bit better for bluefin tuna because they've really they been doing this for thirty years. So Noah had a grid. Um, you know, I don't standard, was every standard thirty grid. miles or something, and they'd yep, sample every the thirty miles. You know, on even lat longs, right? Um, you so know, it's like an archaeological kind yes. of like layout. And right? then we said, well, you know, if you're going to go here to there, and that's thirty miles. We'll go, you know, stop six miles because there's a water mass boundary there where there's likely to be 
you know, bait and, and other things, um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the larvae are likely to converge on that, on that water mass boundary sample across that instead of just in the middle of nowhere. Right. So, so we would, we would provide satellite support of the conditions for these, um, cruises mm-hmm. every, every spring, every spring. And it yep. made it, it made it more efficient and it actually helped the stock assessment, um, mm-hmm. guys do a better do- job at, at doing the stock assessment for the, for the, um, population each year. Now, are you kind of <clears throat> discovering like, like cycle patterns in these fish throughout this, this process or, or are you, you already kind of know what the cycle patterns are with the fish beforehand? Are you finding out anything new from that perspective? Oh man, let's see. I mean, <laughs> I mean honestly, <laughs> every year is different. That's what we, yeah. we, we tell every, we talk well, about it every single out, though, year. Right? Yeah. Like if it's different, that's still well, finding but, but something that's, out, right? Right. Every right. year is that, like I've been looking at the Gulf of Mexico. Climate probably, change. I've been where? looking at the Gulf for 15 years now, probably easy. Mm-hmm. Every summer. Right. Like, and like, for example, now what's going oh, on now. Man. Yeah, there, there's the the loop current comes up, you know, off of the Yucatan into the middle of the Gulf, and that's what feeds the Gulf Stream around the mm-hmm. Keys. And I don't know for how for what three months, four months, it was up all the way almost to the Mississippi River Delta, and and there was a huge eddy formed in there. We we also work with oil rigs mm-hmm. um, to provide forecasts of the conditions, and you know we never seen it, you know, in over fifteen years, it never looked and remained like that i mean it's it's just from year to year from month to month it's it's just different yes that's it's it's always changing it's that's interesting to find that yeah because yeah. it's it's interesting because one of the things that we talk about on the show regarding the bluefin tuna uh, is nova scotia right and obviously that's a hotbed um for bluefin tuna yep um so a lot of the guys that we talked to we had fly navarro on yep. uh last episode um andy Moyes has been on the show you know a few times he's no stranger to the studio is a very good friend of mine obviously andy is you know one of the you know world's greatest fishermen um and he wrote a piece in marlin magazine um about um theories everyone's got their theories right so the, you got these guys that have been fishing there their whole lives that they're kind of like stuck in the same pattern. Like, oh, oh they're yeah. not here this year. They left. They're right. not here this year. But they're and just Andy's somewhere like, else. Yeah, Andy's like, they're, no, they're there. They're they there. probably just moved. Yeah. yeah. You know, and now they're back into your pattern. Yeah. Right? And so, it's, it's, but then there's a lot to be said for all these guys that they did change and they still didn't find the bluefin tuna, but everyone's like, and all the bluefin tuna are gone. Right. They're but just the reality moved. is they're they're smart. Yeah. Right? They adjust, yeah, right? They, they adjust, adjust to yeah. climate change and they adjust to the different yearly conditions and they move to where they feel comfortable where, they move where, to where the conditions are favorable for them well I where's mean, the food at yeah right and where's my mate at you know mm-hmm. that's where that's yeah. all the fish care about yeah that's where true. they're comfortable within a within a um you know uh where their habitat SST, is I mean, yeah their, really their preferred habitat we yep. call it mm-hmm. their sst sea surface temperature range where's that where's their temperature comfortable temperature range where's the food at where does their comfortable temperature range bluefin tuna mm-hmm Oh, it's it goes because they're so large they can uh, they can adjust really wide. Yeah, yeah. but really it's wide. anywhere from they're huge, man. If you can it's, find it's them in fifty degrees, like I was gonna fifty-five say, yeah, degrees 50s, to yeah. to eighty to eighty. You know, okay, it's it's Depending a wide, on what wide time range. Of, what yeah. time of year? Fifty yeah. to eighty. Yeah. All right, but you you know kind of narrow that down to their preferred habitat, which is like what sixty. Five, four, sixty, three, sixty-five yeah. to seventy-five, yeah. ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Have you guys done any more any other research programs with any other species of fish? 
We had a dolphin fish we did. Um, research right when I started working back in the... South, with South Carolina. With Department South Carolina of DNR. Fishers. Yep. They did, they had a bunch of data on where they caught dolphin, yeah, the one, dolphin the fish. The one I'm sure you've seen that does the tagging, all the tagging mm-hmm. stuff. We, 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 did a, we did a project with them. Okay. Um, Don Hammond. Don Hammond, yes. I think, I think part of that was they, they had a bunch of catch data on yeah, cards that were written from these charter captains and everybody went and caught dolphin mm-hmm. and it was handwritten and we, we put it in a database and digitized, digitalized it for them right? and sort of plotted where all the fish were caught. So I'm wondering, um, you talk about the hand data and water temperature and, and different things like that. Florida, as most people should know by now, is kind of like the haven for sharks. There's probably more sharks right in Florida than yeah. anywhere in the world in, in one close proximity kind of space. Um, but it seems like recently there's been more sharks in the area. That's a hot topic lately. It's a hot yeah. topic, yeah. hot topic, right? Yeah. Um, you guys mind talking about it? Is it, is it like any, cause, cause I don't have, I don't have a slanted question about it. I, I, I actually have a real question related to some of the mm-hmm. things that you guys do, because I, and I just thought of this. I'm wondering if there's any way to do any sort of research to see if there's any sea patterns like that, like, like favorable conditions and water and temperature sure. and, and, and flow and different things like that, that might be influencing that at all. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of shark research that's gone on in the last few years and the, the, a lot of shark tagging mm-hmm. as well. Um, I'm not real an expert on what the conditions are or what the research says. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that we get so many um, complaints from our clients. Cl- most of our clients are sport fishermen. Right. Or charter guys. And especially the guys off of North Carolina, it's really become a problem. Um, yeah, I, Florida too, though. Down well, here, Florida down, down here too Florida. now. I've yeah. seen stuff too, but it's like you can't get the tuna into the boat because right. the sh- and those sharks will eat it up. And that's bad on <laughs> for I mean, charter and, guys. It's horrible because that's, you know, that's what they're getting paid for to bring in fish. And, for and, does, it, and it, does it correspond with the with the weeds, with the sargassum? Yeah. I mean, there's been a problem. I know Papano, I know I've been in the summer mm-hmm. by the lighthouse right up the street here. And it's just been so bad that you couldn't even walk and it just smelled real bad. Yeah. And I mean, it's it just it, was yeah, it gets rough. worse than you've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's pretty it's yeah, interesting. Because with, because you say it's a, a hot topic and it is right. And we've talked about it at length on this show and, you know, guys come in here and everyone offers their different theory yeah. on, on the matter. And, mm-hmm. and Lord knows there's a lot of them. Um, you know, some people want to blame divers and the noise and, you know, that's debatable mm-hmm. and, and, but some people, you know, want to blame regulation changes yeah. and, you know, and sandbars and stuff like that. But, I'm thinking, you know, sometimes I think also there could be a combination of elements that happen to, to change things like unintended consequences too. Like yeah. there's like, you ever, right. you guys ever heard the, of the Cobra effect ever? All right. So in India, mm-hmm. I believe it was in India. Um, they had, it was like years ago, I mean, it was like in the seventies, they had this real bad problem of Cobras attacking people. Right. So they're like, you know what? We are going to, Make this, we need to kill all the cobras. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you like $100 for every cobra that you kill, mm-hmm. right? So the unintended consequence was that that started an industry, right, of people going, 
yeah, I'm going to get a hundred bucks for every cobra I kill. And all of a sudden they killed all the cobras and nowhere to be found. Yeah. Right. So what did that do? That created an industry of, no, I'm going to plant these cobras now. Right. And then we are going to kill these cobras. I'm still going to get paid because I may, I'm, I'm feeding my family this way now. Right. Right. Then what happened was the unintended consequences. They ended up with a larger cobra problem than they ever had before. Right. So and unintended consequences, maybe changing laws or maybe, you know, different things happening that to cause like this perfect storm might be, might also might not be just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder on uh, how much influence certain people should have or shouldn't have on, on uh, species, species control. Cause I think some sharks are endangered. Right. And then some sharks are, some species are over-regulated and so they're protected and they probably should have been protected you know years ago but now they probably don't so now we have to you know adjust our research and adjust our mm-hmm. our line of thinking um and that's where really you have to have the fishing community and the scientific community communicate more that's a problem that's a huge problem and i think that's, where, because, the, that's, where, of, that's where the biggest instead issue of is. fighting each other they and need when to you throw government into it too it and regulation, and then you get bigger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you, how to do that the most efficiently is? I mean, I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's a great question. <laughs> right, so any, anybody who watches the show knows who Art Sap is, right? And actually, mm-hmm. most people that would watch the show know who Art Sap is. And Art Sap was on a board for a long time. He isn't on the board anymore because he wasn't getting anywhere, and he wasn't telling people what they wanted to hear. Right. right? And I'm going to say that it's probably the nicest, easiest way I could say that. Um. Part of the problem that he was seeing is that you got the scientists going, no, you know, we're, we're not catching any fish here. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, well, you shouldn't be going for that fish in 800 foot of water. You should be going for that fish in 300 foot of water. Mm-hmm. If you were listening to the fishermen, you'd know that. That's why your data is false. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause you, you don't catch those fish in that yeah. depth. Right. It's just like, oh. We're not seeing any sharks out here at all. It's like no, they're all biting tunas off in three hundred. That, that's, yeah, like you know I mean? that's like going out here and and you know all, everybody's fishing for sailfish and eating with one twenty and you go and say, oh, I'm gonna I'm not fishing for a dolphin. I'm gonna fish for a sailfish, but I'm gonna go in fifteen hundred feet. Right. You're not gonna catch them. Exactly. Yeah. It's, exactly. Same thing. So, but the scientists don't know that yeah. unless they listen to the fishermen, and they're not gonna get the correct data unless they do. That's been one issue. But I don't know. I guess I'm not trying to like beat that to a dead horse yeah. or anything like that but no, i'm just wondering hot. if some of these like research that you guys do can play into that at all if if you're finding bluefin tuna can you find sharks and is there a relation there and i guess that's really the question i'm not a scientist i'm not a smart guy i paint fish so <laughs> you know what i mean but uh, it's a question sharks are going to be where the food's at <laughs> yeah <laughs> where's, sharks that? Be, where's that food going to be at yep absolutely so what other what other steps does Ross take um throughout the year um, so you guys are providing data for fishermen, yep. right? Um, and what about tournaments and the things like, you know, tournaments are probably our biggest, um, yeah, they're big. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of, a lot of guys that use us for tournaments and they use, use our competition also for tournaments. And, um, you know, we're thankful for all tournaments. It's, it's a great thing. And uh, we yeah. have a good partnership with a lot of guys that fish tournaments. Yeah. 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 That's nice. So where's Ross based out of? West Melbourne, Florida. Okay, but I have. I'm I'm from Michigan. I am there most of the what year. What got you into this? <laughs> from Michigan, I went to school, and uh, this is my this is my first real job. Believe it or not, really, 2004. This is my this is my first Greg's real job. Greg's been too, here I longer mean, than I have. Greg's first real job. You've been working this job for what 35 years now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no we're, I, we're not I, that old yet. I graduated. <laughs> I graduated from 
Miami University of Miami in April of 2000 or May of 2000 and started at Roths in April of 2000. Oh, really? Before. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you've yeah. been there ever since? Ever since. So I went to University of Michigan. Yeah. Go Blue. Oh, beat, you guys beat Georgia. <laughs> yeah, right. And, oh, for, yeah. You guys are going to the national yeah. championship. Well, maybe not yet, but hey, you, guys go, you guys are going to national. What, what, you play in Georgia first? No. I think we played Georgia, don't we? Yeah. You got yeah. lined up on Georgia? Michigan, That's Georgia. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because they the, didn't want to re rematch on Alabama, they Georgia. Did, yeah, they didn't, SEC didn't want yeah. a, uh, a rematch probably in the first round. Yeah, yeah so well, Michigan, 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 ranking, yeah, right? Michigan sort of got no, screwed come in on. that. Yeah. Really? Hey. We'll Shouldn't be, you be playing Cincinnati? Yeah, probably. Go come Gators. on. Well, go Gators. Gators. Uh, who, who, wait, wait, who said <laughs> that? Call, tell her to come call. You, you can't hear that. Wait a minute, who said Go that? Gators. Oh, you're fired. You got James over here as an Alabama fan, yeah. so he just jumps yeah. on the bandwagon. I don't want to hear right. anymore. <laughs> yeah? All right. My it's, daughter it's graduated a, from Florida. So. Oh, yeah, Seminole Nation in this, in this oh, gallery. Man. Right. Oh, man. Right? Ooh. I got this If one, I said I Notre got, Dame, would that be better? No. Okay. Not after what Kelly did. Nope. <laughs> I got one. I got a, a Seminole that way down there at the end of the bar, and I got a Seminole right over here producing the oh, show. Man. We got one right here. Ooh, I think AJ. We got here. AJ's. Yeah, you got a U on you. I like it. The what? That's right. Kate, that's like the fiance is a uh, Seminole fan. Oh, yeah. man. But anyway, gra grad so school. So what did you major in, in school? Grad school at University of Massachusetts. Yeah. And, um, and then came into this yeah 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 that's nice so so tell me a little bit about like more of the history of ross because i want to because listen shout out to mitchell right yeah so and i don't know if he's going to be listening to this or not did did you tell him we were coming <sighs> we uh, had it on I mean, uh, we facebook we, yeah, we had we it on our newsletter, newsletter. Yeah. i should have called him and told that's him right. he just had that's surgery right. i hope his hope his back surgery i like went. mitchell okay. so but so, um so ross yeah, he stands for Roffer's Ocean Fishing Forecasting Service. Okay. So that's his last that's name. That's where the Roffer. name comes from. Yeah. And then we just, we use Roffs because it's just a lot easier for everyone to remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And kept, kept the name, um, kept all the bare bones and, mm -hmm. and how we do things. And, and then, um, and we're just trying to get better and better every year. No, I think it's interesting that you, you've been at this job since you graduated. Like I had a job like that. I was at a job for 17 years. Right, working in the music business, right? Where I was just like, you know, eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm always painting fish. I got to get out of there. I, I got to do this because right? this was really kind of more my my destiny, not, not the job. The job was awesome because it was the music business, right? mm -hmm. and I just couldn't leave it because I was having like too much fun like all those years. But I ended up like you know diverting because this is really the path that I always should have been on anyway. You know what I mean? But I always think it's interesting because like in a day and age where people are always hopping around from job to job doing this, doing this, it's nice to see some consistency in the world. Yeah. We, we keep it interesting too and do, do yeah. different stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. And what about your photography? It's going good. Go good. I mean, that's, that's a different style. I mean, How do you fall into that? Same, same thing. I mean, through, through Rod, there was a guy, I don't know if you know, Adrian Gray. You know, yeah. he works right at I'm sure Greg. you do. Yeah, he he worked. Adrian's he one was, of my closest friends. He was before Matt. He worked uh, at Roth's. So I think yeah. I took Did his, he work at Roth's? I, th I think I took yeah. his place. I, I, there might have been one other guy before, but it might have been him. I think it, it might was. have well, been Well, Adrian's him. been at the IGFA for a long time. Yeah, yeah. he's been yeah. ever since he left Roth's. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I started, he, he was working at Roth's for maybe a year before I started there. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. And, well, he and went I to became, UM too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went. Yeah. He went to UM, and then you know I met oh, him. Damn hurricanes! 
I met him. I was in, in the same office with him all the time, and we would yeah. go fish for tarp and fish for snook. And, He's a great artist also. Yeah, He's an amazing yeah. artist. He had a um, Carolina skiff, a, mm-hmm. a J-16, and, and he had an inflatable, 16-foot inflatable with a, with a 90 short shaft, yeah. 90 horsepower Mercury. And we would take that. You know, this was when digital first got started. It's funny because the first year I, I worked at Roth's, um, I wasn't there a full year. And we got uh we got a we got a Christmas bonus the first year and I was like man this is great you know I was going to school you know not then, making a lot then, of money never happened again <laughs> <laughs> no that's not where I'm going at all but but we got a Christmas bonus the first thing I did you know me and Adrian we went to Best Buy and I took I basically took my whole bonus and bought my first digital camera oh nice and Adrian would you know he would just drive the boat at first mm-hmm. and we would go all over and I still have a lot of those pictures in Stiltsville and keep a skein all around, you know, places where we could take that inflatable mm-hmm. that we you couldn't go. And then, you know, through doing that through Roths, um, there was a guy, Tony Albello, mm-hmm. who does all the beer events now in Miami, but he, he had a bunch of tournaments. He, he ran a, the Grove Slam. And I, you know, Adrian's like, yeah, hey, I know this guy, you know, you're doing photos. Adrian knows take. every guy. Yeah, he knows. I mean, but yeah. he, he was like, come take photos at this tournament. And I went and it sort of, sort of, what balloon from there yeah um adrian's such a talented so are you so let's let's give a slight side plug to greg's um (laughs) side job endless imagery right photography anybody needs a photographer for tournaments yeah i do all the tour i do jamie buns Mm -hmm. quest for the crest and a pompano beach saltwater series here and a lot of stuff in miami anytime i uh, need a boat i'm like craig yep he does he does. I need a 42 Freeman. Yeah, I'm, like I'm a doing three quarter some, angle. I'm there doing you go. some artwork for this boat. He's like, you have a picture of this boat? I'm like, here. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's kind of nice, actually. My my favorite thing to do photos, I love shooting helicopter stuff. That's my favorite. The helicopter stuff? Yeah. How often do you do just that? Make sure you're harnessed in. Um. Yeah, right? How, how often? I don't know. I mean, I've shot. How, I've shot, how many times have you been in a helicopter? How many take, times? Losing pictures of Probably 100 plus. Really? Oh, easy, yeah. I've never been up in a helicopter oh, forever. It's, it's awesome. Can you take me? This is nice. Pompano Air Park right here. You can be in the inlet in like two minutes. In yeah. There. You literally go up and right out. It's, it's nice. When are you I've, going up in a helicopter next? Next time, I don't know. I don't know. Whenever somebody calls, I haven't, I haven't done. Like normal. Whenever yeah, someone yeah, pays normally, enough, normally, right. um, normally you can take take somebody else. Really? In a, a forty four, you can take take two people. Yeah, I'm yep. going up in a helicopter. Yep. See, I don't, I don't like heights and that. I mean, even with the doors off. Yeah, how is it? It's not. It's like because it's sort of like you're in a car. You know, you're in a closed. It's really yeah. a small, so you don't feel it. You know, you don't feel that mm-hmm. you're. That's your high. What about I mean, when you're going up and down? It's not like like you're no, on like a no the Doctor Doom no. No, not bad at all. <laughs> oh man, you think like I imagine like going on a helicopter and all of a sudden the pilots just like, oh, we're, we're gonna go there real quick, and you like go like eight hundred no, feet in like two seconds. No, it's not. And it's it's like, oh, the, the max speed like an R forty four. Max my pants. The max speed is like one hundred and ten <laughs> knots, so it doesn't go. You know, it doesn't go that. It goes fast, but it's not that fast. Yeah, I mean, I've flown from Tamiami and Miami down to Key West like four times. Really cool. You know, you see different stuff. In That's the what air, I want to see. So I want to see, awesome. see the coastline. Oh, it's neat. See. It's neat. Yeah, I want to see how everything is connected by That's water. My, That's my favorite. That's right? my favorite thing to do. It's it's pretty really? cool. Really? Yeah. You got to take me. I hear you on the Next heights. Next time I do up in Pomona, I'll let you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've shot I've shot for Jupiter. I've shot for Invincible. I've done a few up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely. 
Nice. Can we look for snook while we're there? <laughs> yeah. Can you see the fish and map them when, when um, you're out there? I've you never bring a rod with me. I've never seen. I've never <laughs> seen think... fish, but I don't know. One of the first, the first company I ever shot for in a helicopter was Sea Hunter. Mm-hmm. Back and this was like, God, it was probably like 15 years. It might have been longer than that now. But um, shout there out was Eddie a, Leon. There was a ad in Bass and um, all the magazines are for Bass Pro, mm-hmm. and it was a wrapped. Sea Hunter with the Delft brothers on the boat. I don't know if you, the boat was like out of the water okay. with quads. And that was, we, we shot that for them. And on that day, they had like full foul weather gear on. Like it was like December. That shot, that shoot was in the first week of August. It was like 100 degrees oh, really? outside. And we were so low flying to the boat that like it was a rough day and I was windy over the summer. And the boat was like getting air and hitting. And we were so close shooting. That there was like five times where we get sprayed in no, the helicopter. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was the seas were the seas big that day? It was it was pretty yeah, rough. Right? That that's day. Why they yeah, that's probably why they all weather rough. on Yeah, yeah. that's why they picked that day to because yeah. they were trying to get some shots of the boat out of right. the water for that ad, but pretty Dude, cool. So all right, so I'm involved with the the Hillsborough Inlet Lighthouse Preservation Society, right? We yep. do some work together and whatever. So, I mean, anytime they're like, Oh yeah, you can go up to, in the in the lighthouse whenever you want but i'm working on this project where i have a slice like the top of that lighthouse is like wedges right i've actually never been on i mean i've shot photos well, this, but i've this, never been this up what in i'm there. getting at so like i've been growing up here my whole life yeah, yeah. born and raised right when i was 17 years old right I, my first gallery is right behind this building right so like this is like full circle moment that we're in this place right anyway so they want to, they give me one of these wedges from like 1907 or something like that. It's like made of zinc and they want me to paint it. They're going to auction it off for the preservation society, their dinner that they're going to have in March, which like now I'm thinking of crap. I got to get started on that. Right. <laughs> right? Um, but they're like, Oh, she's like, when I go to pick up the wedge, they're like, you want to go up in the lighthouse? I'm like, I looked at the thing and I'm just like, I've never been up in that thing. Like, all these years, I'm uh-huh. like, I've never been up in a lighthouse. I'm like, yeah, I'll go, right? But I'm just like, can I tell you? She's like, yeah, it's my workout every time I go up I there. I believe right? it. And I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, yeah, workout. I could, you know, I got to tell you. Like, I'm going up, oh, man, dude, I'm going <laughs> up those stairs, and I'm just like, <sighs> like, I'm so out of shape, and, like, my quads are, like, burning. And I'm just like, and she's just like, Probably like 20 Think steps going in up, front going of up. Yeah, oh, more than that, right? And I'm just like, I can hear her going, you okay? Right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking out the window. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I'm like dying. I'm like trying to like save my pride. And by the time I got up there, I was just so like. You just wanted to go spend down. spend like an hour up there just to recover. Just to recover, yeah, to come back down. And, yeah, and I go up to in the, in the outer walk around thing. And I look down, I'm just like. With the heights, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like looking over like this. I'm like, I don't know, I'm doing, I'm doing good with it. Like even like a tuna tower, so I'm just kind of like weirded out by it too. Yeah, see, I would rather go in a helicopter than climb up a tuna tower. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's actually uh, a uh, funny picture of me and you know John Van Dalen from uh, Singularis. Yep, Big John, right? And I'm not big, right? There's a picture of me and him from like the the 2020 Jimmy Johnson, like because I went fishing with them for that tournament. And like we're both up in the tuna tower. I swear to God, I look like like I'm Gary Coleman or something. Like like, <laughs> right next to him, like huge, and I'm I'm small anyway. Yeah, yeah. You take me in a helicopter. 
Next time I go up here, I'll let you know. Yeah. You ever been up no. in a helicopter? No. I don't think I have. No? You guys? Maybe once. You have? A long time ago. Which, huh. what, like like a, a big one? Small? Yeah? Was it, was it you didn't like to freak out? Like throw up or anything? All right. <laughs> Right. No, you won't throw up. No. Yanni, no. you ever been in a helicopter? No. no. All right. Sorry. So I don't feel so bad no. that, like, you're the only one screwing up in a helicopter. All right. All right. Cool. The, um, what's up? What's, tell me about Roth's, like, how do you evolve this thing? Like, like, all right, you, you guys are, like, constantly picking data, picking data, picking mm-hmm. data. Fishermen asking for data. They got, you know, so, so you're going on. You're getting data. Like for all these things, but then you work on these projects, these special projects for like NASA, right? Do you have any other special projects like that, like kind of like in the works coming up, or well, like things that you guys have thought about doing that maybe you can kind of progress the whole science? We have so many. Ma- we have so many different ideas, but uh, one of the things that we have uh, a proposal in for is to do um, white marlin tagging. Explain. Oh yeah, so, that that's actually associated with uh, with a couple of people that work with the Mid Atlantic. Oh yeah, for yeah, South, uh, Jersey, South tournament. Jersey tournaments. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we have and uh, the Billfish Foundation. Billfish well. Foundation is involved. We, yeah. So you working? You working with Alan and, and and all them over there? Well, Peter. Well, Pete, Pete. With Peter. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. I, I actually, I graduated yeah. UM with Pete. Oh, you did? Yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So what are you doing with what are you doing with TBF? Uh, they're uh, part of the. Um, we're gonna we're proposed to tag out of Florida, the Gulf of Mexico, with the University of Mississippi, Southern Mississippi. Um, and uh, Walt Gallet, who's a big tuna tagger up mm-hmm. in University of Maine, him and then um, Rick Weber and those guys, Walt Rosenberg and South Jersey tournaments, to do a um a white marlin tagging project to try to figure out, you know, the the species of white marlin. There's not a whole lot of data on white marlin, right? And we'll want to try to track them, put satellite tags on them, track them, do you know use ship of ships of opportunity through our clients, mm-hmm. Roth clients to tag white Marlin to see if you get a better idea of, of their habitat right. and where they go. You know, do they come back to the same area? Where do they spawn at? And all this stuff is important for conservation and stock assessment and white, I mean, white Marlin is a huge, you know, huge, huge mm-hmm. tournament fish in the Northeast, especially and around the, it affects so many different economies. Um, yeah, for and, sure. I mean, and I mean, you look like, at the White Marlin Open, yeah, and you look at the Mid-Atlantic, and you look at all the, all the South Jersey tournaments, like you're saying. Yeah, and there's these, a lot these of tournaments all... in Virginia Beach. And, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we these, want these, these are fish all... to, we, yeah. we want to understand these fish more, um, try to better, have a better idea how to um, conserve them for the future, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what that's what this project's all about. We didn't get funded last year, but we're hoping to be funded in the next four years. That's what, that's our hope. Right. So you're not only just doing like satellite stuff or just taking like, you know, water flow and, and, and all that stuff like that, but you're working with the tagging. Yeah. We're right? trying to, we're trying it, to, it's sort of, it's to sort be of, scient- we're trying to bridge that gap between yeah. the fishermen and the, and the scientists. Right. Sort of so works together though. Cause like the boats that are going to go out to find the white marlin and tag them. Yeah. We'll give them an analysis and tell them, Hey, you're more likely to catch them here. Yeah. So it sort of all works together. Ah. But the main part of the business, we got I mean, a tagged fish over here. Go get them. It's like <laughs> no. you guys are like competing with sonar. <laughs> We're trying to tag tag the fish. Yeah. To begin with, you're, you're already catching them. Might as well tag them. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. But the problem is the tags are expensive. The satellite tags are. Yeah, super they're very. Expensive. Yeah, they're, no, they're expensive. They're, so that's why yeah, they're trying to get not this. For. Yeah. But yeah. but there's not, especially with white marlin. Sort of where it came about is is Walt from South Jersey tournaments. He he was writing an article for 
oh. the magazine. Yeah, for, for in the for bed. the Mid Atlantic. For no, for for on the rip. On the rip. For, on the, rip. for the magazine yeah. for the Mid Atlantic, and mm-hmm. this was probably I don't know three years ago, three years four ago. years ago, and. I, I help him out, do some of the graphics, and, and some of them he was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I want you to put these graphics into this article." And it was about White Marlin, and there was something about tagging, and he was trying to get graphics for tagged fish, like showing where the fish had, you know, the tracks, and mm-hmm. and they're like, he asked. Us, I was like, "This is we really like, we cool stuff." Yeah, but, we couldn't find anything. And but how many, loved, like, like a infographic kind of thing? Yeah, like Just like the show... data from the tags from okay. the White Marlin. Yeah, the results of where and, this marlin. That was caught off of. I don't even remember. It was somewhere north, uh, but there, there was like no data. There was like data on like one fish from like 1980 something. This, we were like, how is that possible for a sat tag program? Yes. Well, sat, I think it was like early 2000s. But it was. This, it was tag, a long, It was a while ago. This marlin that got caught off of. Uh, I think it was just north between Washington Canyon and Norfolk Canyon. They tri- they got a, a report from it at the end when the satellite tag popped up. They got all the information from this marlin. It went all the way down to South America, like offshore of Venezuela. A white marlin? Yep. Yep. And then really? went, went all the way back up within one year, 10 months, 11 months, all the way back up to the, you know, the mid-Atlantic area mm-hmm. in when one year. But there's not- That is insane. It, there's, it, it's just- there's not you don't think much that data. Yeah, there, were, there was like there was like fish on like that. one or two. There data on one or two fish. <clears throat> so we and got we're like we want to see like, more. We're like, but there's not the data's not there. So, so how hard like, do you guys push them forward with? It? You guys are working with the Bill Fish Foundation. Well, we this? met with the we went and met with the Bill. That was this was They're in Miami our... two or three years ago. We met and met with Pete right with Peter at the at Miami Boat Show and sort of started throwing the idea around, and then it sort of. Yeah, went we'll from see, there. We'll really, see man. how it goes next year. Yeah. Hopefully, we get funded next year for it. Yeah, right. That, that, I think that would be great if you got funded if for anybody, the next anybody's year. looking or from <laughs> Noah. And <laughs> yeah. all right, so we're gonna start a GoFundMe. <laughs> oh, hey! All we want is a few satellite tags to start. <laughs> then, then we'll get yeah. then we'll get the ball rolling. Hope you got. I mean, listen, the bar isn't being set very high. Apparently, you get one fish to, to work against, right? If you, yeah, if you, yeah. Oh, there's, no, a, there's, there's a few out there, but there's the, a few, but there's not a lot. There's not a, not as much as there should be yeah. for that important of a fish for um for the economy and sport fishing uh it, there needs yeah. to be a lot more known i always think it's really really interesting anytime you you sat tag something you can oh, really it's kind so of cool it's, it's neat. there's like so that. much stuff on sharks like, there out, out there but there's not a lot on but it's mostly it's mostly isn't it mostly like great whites though yeah i think see, it this, is. That, yeah. see listen yeah. that's what drives me up a wall about shark week right it's all because great there's only it's great white shit it's, it's uh, all bullshit like all that discovery channel stuff reality it's yeah, all such yeah. bullshit and then they tease you before the commercial break and the you know, finally the shark's gonna open its mouth and then they and go then the commercial it doesn't do anything yeah and it doesn't do anything and it's like turns its head and swims away when you come back from commercial right <laughs> but it's like but it's all about freaking great whites right it's like okay yeah. we get it great whites jaws you want whatever but like none of these shows really do any like meaningful documentaries or research or giving you any kind of heavy information yeah. back you know and, and it's, it's like it's boring. freaking sharp you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean it's too boring <laughs> you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna spend like, an they entire don't hear you're, about you're not the... gonna you're not gonna see a a, a congregation of nurse sharks oh, man, you can make, you can make, you can make that week. stuff interesting you can make yeah, it you interesting can. you really can i mean if you oh, really yeah. want to get in the shark week yeah. you, you got a bunch of shark nerds out there that are going to look at that and be like no i want to find out all about the leopard shark or whatever and you know i don't know 
but instead they're like oh, just all about great whites. Yeah, that's. I, I guess, I'm, I, guess yeah. I haven't watched Shark Week enough. To Neither know. have I. I haven't, even wa- <laughs> I haven't watched it lately. I really haven't. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, don't even, I, don't even, yeah, I haven't that, watched it in years because yeah, of that. that. That's, it. that's what I was going to say. Right? That's, that's, my that's why. It's the same thing. It's the same shit. If you shit, see it one year, it's the same thing. Yeah. Right. Oh. I mean, no one's going to get ripped in half. Got newsflash. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's boring. Right. Yeah, they can't probably show that on TV anyway. No, probably not. So But anyway, I think someone recently, they tagged like Tarpon and then... These tarpon were going out way out beyond like the Gulf Stream, like way out, like yeah. a, above the Bahamas and, and like like in the middle of the Atlantic. And then maybe they're spawning out there. Didn't they, they find them? out that Tony did some of that that work with what's that? The what? Yeah, and I think they found that they spawned offshore. Yeah. Once they leave the nurseries, they go out offshore. Why? We're still learning. We need more money for research on that. Yeah. Need, all right. So go fund me. <laughs> tags. 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 But more we want tags. white marlin tags, not tarpon yeah, tags. White marlin fact, tags first. That, <laughs> white, 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 what? white marlin what? Yeah. <laughs> tags first. Right, this that, is a family show. <laughs> the... um. No, I I mean I always think it's really really interesting with the sat tags and, and For sure. but beyond interesting there's there's a lot of positive things to be learned mm-hmm. throughout the, you know. I, I mean I mean it's a huge not just I mean blue marlin white marlin not just for Roths but the economy in general. I mean those the tournaments yeah just bring a huge amount of money amount of jobs, you know. It, it, yeah, from it, the boat industry all the yeah, way down. I, I mean, mean people um yeah. Yep. Yep. Pat Healy and Viking are, are part of they wrote a letter for us for that for that um project. So hopefully we'll get get it rolling. We'll see. Yeah, right, right, right. Um yeah, so I mean I don't know. I, I just think that like so much can be done with the sat tag thing. I I actually think you know, I didn't even think of that before like when I asked you guys to come on, like I didn't even think about sat tags. Like, because I already know, like, what you guys do for, like, you know, tournaments and find mm-hmm. fish and say, hey, here's going to, I've been in the Bahamas and Mitchell's, like, sent me some stuff. He's like, hey, yeah. you're in the Bahamas. Here, take this. Yeah, like, yeah. sends me an email. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. Awesome. Yep. Right? And then and, and it's been helpful. But I didn't even think about the sat tag thing. Like, you guys are, like, utilizing the technology. You got the technology up and everything. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're working with the Billfish Foundation, right? Working with NASA, right? And then, what other what other ideas do you guys have that you could further hmm. this technology and the further your knowledge and like what you what you gain like talk about bluefin tuna right you can talk about doing some mahi research is there any inshore stuff that you guys ever get into is it mostly like offshore it's mostly offshore just because of our expertise is the satellite imagery and the resolution of and the data really. the resolution of the satellite data so one pixels about one kilometer so Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so, it, so inshore, near shore, you're not really. You don't gonna... get. Oh, so that's too a lot of, Yeah. Look, yeah. You don't get a lot of data. That's helpful. So it's not like inshore. Google Maps. Right. Right. We can go like right in. Zoom like, right on my, in on yeah. my car, on my driveway. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. That's not the way. Everyone's done that, right? <laughs> Everyone's seen their car in their driveway. Yeah. Right. Nah. Yeah. No. Mm. No. You never done that. 
I have not seen my car on the. You never Google Maps your address? Oh yeah, like from the satellite. I zoomed in, but my car wasn't there. <laughs> your car, was there. someone else's was. <laughs> Some dude's car was there. Kate, my wife Kate, was Kate, home. Kate, Kate, Upton. Well. Kate Upton was there though. So Kate Upton was there. That's all that matters. Yeah, I don't know. so some guy swimming in my pool. Like <laughs> my, my kids in the front lawn. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yeah, so the inshore stuff doesn't. Well, our data we can't see, so we get all the data from NASA and NOAA, the satellites, Europe, Europeans, um, the uh, European Space Agency, right? Satellites, yep. and so all that data is free, right? Okay. And then we have to process that in house to make it into an image. Yeah. So the you're, you're working, and you're the working with them to get all the, all the data. Well, that, that you can get it on. You can get raw data, but then you have raw, to, the raw data, and then we have to process. We have it customized, to, you know, scripts and stuff that we've written. You know to to process it and get so it I can to, I can get raw data from from satellites. Mm-hmm. If you knew how to I do would, it, I would right? know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> if you <laughs> want to, yeah, then you'd be like, "Well, what it, do I do with this?" It's like I, saying, I, "Yeah, yeah, you can go to the art store and buy some paint too." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. What are you? I do mean, with I could it? I could paint a fish, but <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think it's, it's gonna not look, gonna look, look like, gonna look this, like that. this cool stuff here. Yeah. yeah so you you like the gallery? I mean, yeah, it's awesome. It's all new. So we're gonna be open. We're gonna be open this weekend. The um. We haven't really opened it up yet. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. come now, buy your Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah, right. So we haven't really opened the gallery up yet. I think the cool thing is, I mean, we're open. Like, if people stop by, like, be like, hey, you want to come see the gallery? Right. And, like, a lot of people come and buy it, but we haven't really been, like, open yet. So it's kind of interesting um, to see, like, you know, people have been like, hey, we came by. Like, they're texting me all the time. Oh, I came by Saturday. I'm like, I'm some home, man. Sorry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm watching the game. <laughs> you know, the thing is, it's like most of the business that we do is custom. So it's not like, um, you know, we have the gallery. We love the gallery. It's, it's brand new. So we don't really know, like, where we're taking it just yet. But, like, most of the stuff we do is custom. So we're here from, like, Monday through Friday. And then I'm, like, home for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, But it's nice to have the gallery. We're going to do events here. we got the Pilar Bar. Right? We're yeah. going to have a um, we're gonna have a tailgate barbecue. Oh, I nice. think it's going to be January 16th, that Sunday. Right, so I think we're gonna have some playoff football going on. Oh, cool! Right, like that, and we're gonna have like the gallery open. We're gonna have the bar open, and we're gonna be serving. Can I ask Lars? You might be free to be the bartender. You want to be the bartender? <laughs> be bartender. Yeah, is that cool? <laughs> yeah. So, actually, the cool thing is, well, not the cool thing, but I can't sell the room. Right, I have, nah. to, I have to get because I don't have like a license, so I give it to people, and I'm like, if you want to tip me, you can buy something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and then do it that way, but. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. You know, we got a bunch of events planned for here. Um, so we're gonna be bringing people in. Um, we're gonna have like maybe like wine nights, and a lot of people have asked us if we want to do like those painting nights. You know, where you like you know, wine oh, and wine painting, and painting, yeah. wine and painting. But What's that I don't, called? Paint a fish. Yeah, we paint a fish, right? Drink some wine, paint a fish. I've never done one of those. I think yeah. I should probably go out and do one of those. Right, and then just to like kind of see like how they do it, be, and how be, you can change it to yeah. Be yeah, pretty interesting. Right. Be customized for your shop. You know, yeah. have Papa's Pilar sponsor. So it wouldn't be like yeah. a wine painting. It'd be a rum painting. No, nah, that's right? a pretty good idea, actually. Right? Painting with yeah. Papa. Yeah, painting with Papa, right? <laughs> oh. I'll dye my beard white. <laughs> oh. Right? And put on like a, one of those big sweaters <laughs> like like Hemingway has. And, right? Start punching people. <laughs> be good. Painting with Papa Frio. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Did so, Dennis, do you remember you were actually... An artist of the year for Ross. 
I was. Back in, uh, we think, I 2014. I should have looked it up. Was it 2014? 2000? Yeah. Might have been a while. Like, yeah. I don't remember. So yeah. we'd like to think we're part of the success that, you know, you've been. 100%. Just, you just <laughs> like to think. blossom from there. <laughs> Make no bones about it. You definitely are. Absolutely. I would be nowhere in my you know, career. You know, actually, I think I might have. It's sort of funny, but, but Adrian might have recommended you are it might have come of a conversation with yeah, him was, that I might have had because he knew you. It's very possible. Adrian and I are very good friends. It might have and been. Listen, no. I got I got to I get really you know since you're bringing that up, I want to just state that for the record, um, that I love Adrian Gray. Um, <laughs> no, I do, I do, I love him like a brother. I mean, he um, he's so talented. He is like he like just from everything he, he does. Is. I, you know, I don't know, he I, just, when he worked at Raw, he started sketching stuff. Before he, well, it's not even that. Wrong, but he he used to bring stuff into work, and he would show it to me, like a couple of, like that that swordfish. I don't. There, there's a swordfish he did, and one of his first ones, and he got prints made. And mm-hmm. there's another one of a sailfish, like jumping out, and and Fowey mm-hmm. is there. Yeah, he, he still brought, has that original. He brought those you know into. That? He brought those into work, sketch with pencil. Yeah. Before he print and showed them to me. And I was like, dude, these are amazing. Like you got, and he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think they're that good. And I was like, dude, you got to paint these. That's like, the thing he doubts himself. Yes. But yeah, but they were I can tell you awesome. what, he, he's one of the most talented people I've ever met in my entire yeah. life. Not in, not just creatively, but he's an amazing fisherman. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. I fished, yeah. I'd fished with him and yeah, and um, really, really good. And he t- takes some awesome underwater yeah. photos too. But the best I part mean, about Adrian Gray is that when you're his friend, you know it. Yeah, he's a good sure. guy and that, that's yeah. kind of what brought me like he's one of the best people i know yeah and that that's kind of what brought me up because when you said oh you think it was adrian who suggested yeah. yeah i wouldn't doubt that for a second you know what i mean and even along the lines you know he's since suggested me for other things and for sure you know it's um a lot of people think that artists can't get along with other artists oh that's not true right? that's not true at all no. right but I, I can see how people can think that you know what i mean like no. we're all kind of in competition with each <laughs> other but that's not really how it is um but, you know, the case in point is being Adrian, it's, it's like we're tight buddies and, you know, and he just, you know, you know, he continually keeps setting the bar. I mean, if, if anyone wants to f- have a good follow on Instagram, you see a lot of Adrian's photography. Oh, God, yeah. He's, um, he's some awesome. fish imagery, right? What, Sportfish what? Gallery, I think. Sportfish Gallery. I That's right, so. Sportfish yep. Gallery. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the exact. Um, the exact yeah, he's got some uh, awesome underwater stuff, man. Yeah, he it's... does. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta make sure I type correctly here for the all thumbs. Yeah, I actually i i do some i do some stuff. Uh, I do some stuff with the Kiwanis of Homestead. I, I help them. I oh, do, really? I do their photography for their tournament, but I help them do their magazine and stuff. And a, and a, two three years back, I I needed a an image for their dolphin tournament. They were using something old, and I reached out to him. I was like, man, I need some photos, you know, to you. And he sent me like these awesome underwater photos of dolphin. Um, to put on their cover, yeah, um, it was really, really he, awesome. He sent me see that swordfish behind you. He sent me swordfish image just to get me going on that one. That's all, that's that yeah, painting that's is awesome. A cool one. Yeah. So, and if also yeah. anyone else wants a really good follow, it's em- endless imagery photography. <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. And it's all one big long ass word. It is no underscores, is. No, no nothing like just that. Just one big long word. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, you got you got some really great shots here. You know, a lot of boats, you know, a lot of sunrises, yeah, a lot of raft mainly, ups and mainly boats. And, and I've like been that. slacking. I mean, I still do a lot of tournaments, but I haven't posted a lot of stuff. Yeah, recently, but no, oh, you've been busy. Yeah, right. You've been sat tagging great whites, <laughs> <laughs> white white marlin. 
So the um yeah, right on. The um so what's up for you guys next, Ruffs? We got on the agenda for this coming. You got tournaments coming up? We do um, we'll support any tournament. Like, so how do you yeah. guys get involved with the tournaments? Most of these are clients that order yep. that fish it. Okay. So yeah. you're not getting so, involved with the actual tournaments, like mostly no. like the guys fishing around the tournaments. Yep. So. Mostly, yep. We yeah. you know, we have relationships with certain tournaments and sometimes we'll sponsor, sometimes we you know, it just mm-hmm. depends. What about yeah. like conservational efforts? Like do you guys get involved with like the any like coastal country like the CCA kind of stuff or like any like coastal country like did anyone ever like act, try to access your information like to to try to I'm just kind of thinking, right? Because we do like mm-hmm. we think about conservation, and I'm not trying to like throw any like organization like up against anyone else yeah. right now. But I'm just like spitballing, like like there's ways to like use this data um, for conservation purposes as well. Besides the tracking fish, but maybe like seeing like weather patterns, water patterns. Like, have you guys been able to like you mentioned climate change mm-hmm. earlier and like different things like that? Is there any like thoughts that you might have like that might help? that question so it's so hard it's really everything changes that we i mean we're getting we use quite a quite a few satellites mm-hmm. and, and you know each satellite gets gets you know a couple of passes a day right and you know just over the course of a day like like the water changes in some areas so so quickly so much i mean it's it's, it's crazy it, yeah it's, it really changes that fast um, it, 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 yeah, it depends on where. I mean, down South Florida, where, where you have the Gulf Stream coming Quick. up around, yeah, it's really fast. Yeah. And other yeah. areas in the northeastern U.S., the Gulf of Mexico, it might not change as fast. Right. Um, but it's it's also interesting how people fish different, you mm-hmm. know, in in different areas. Right. You know, use different techniques and, you know, have a different mentality. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's totally different in, in Miami or in Pompano where you might have to run a mile, two miles, five miles, and up in the northeast, you're running what 80, 100, yeah. 120 miles. That's actually, that's actually most of our the, clients. Yeah, the, the, guys Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico, they're running run so it's, far. It's crazy. Right. They're spending all this money on gas and bait, and and so down here in Florida, a lot of you know we're spoiled, right? Yeah, yeah we're two yeah. miles offshore. Gulf we're, we're right there, yeah. right? But these guys are you know trying to get an upper hand on where exactly to go because they don't want to waste their time going other but places. But even down here. How, if you're if you're going out of yeah. Hillsborough Inlet right here, and and we can tell you where the whether to go north or south, mm-hmm. you know, because if you pick the wrong or where the eddy's going to be yeah, tomorrow, if you, if you pick the wrong direction, you're going to have to stop and run back and waste that time and waste that gas. Right. So you only have so many days. You only have so much time you can fish. If we can help you decide where to start, you know, you're getting your money's worth. You know, we're yeah. we're that's that's our you know we're trying to help you. It it boggles my mind, like. The, how far those guys up there run <laughs> like we were just up in the for that atlantic city tournament that's crazy right up there and then you know and i got an education on that area just just from yeah. talking to a lot of the guys up yep. there and then seeing how they fish and it's totally like, different and, than well, down bringing here bringing in big ass tuna that's for yep. sure there's 200 pound big eyes and yep. stuff mm-hmm. that, that they're bringing up to, to the scales but i'm like you guys have been like you guys. What happened? You get get out there, and then you and like night, you catch it. And you're and, done. And a nice eleven. What was the what was the blue marlin in the you're mid Atlantic? Eleven hundred thirty-five pound. Oh yeah, blue marlin uh, during the mid Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, the mid Atlantic. That was sick. our. Some guy our caught caught like a nine hundred pound or two. Yes, like before that. Nine eighty nine. in the back. Nine eighty nine. I believe yep. it was, or almost yep. a thousand. Yep. Yeah, so, he's yeah. thinking, I got this. Yeah. yeah, Wolverine. We did a little article on that on Facebook. Where yeah. Wolverine? They, yeah. they, bo- they, they both were gonna, our clients. They're both for our clients. Yeah. And then John Duffy brought in that uh, 
that Bill Fisher, right? I, I, I think his wife didn't didn't his wife like call you in the office, and and they were like, "Oh, watch! You better watch the the live feed because they're bringing in a big fish." Really? And he he actually was out. I think you I you, was were, at you the, weren't well. Working. I was at the middle. Oh, yeah, he was there, but not in Cape May. Yeah, in Cape May, not in Ocean City where they weighed the fish. And I brought my son too, and he's like, yeah. "What?" He's like, "What?" Yeah. We were in Ocean City the day before visiting some clients and right. hanging out. Went back up to Cape May and for the last day of the weigh-in and we're watching on TV and we we're like, oh man, we were just there. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should stay in Ocean City. <laughs> Dude, crazy. That's great. That's a big fish. Those that are two big, big fish. That was an yeah. epic tournament. I mean, when we were in Atlantic City, they caught a 679. Yeah, that's huge. For the Jimmy Johnson, that was right in the 11th hour of the yeah. tournament. That's, that won yeah. a huge. roll groove. Yeah. It won the whole thing. At yeah, that you point, just but, never, I mean, with fish like yeah, that, you never know. In a saw that big, that's, a, that's a big fish. Yep. 1,135, 1, is that I what it was? so, yeah. And yeah. it was in a lightning storm. And <laughs> the, the yeah, angler, I remember he told us we almost got struck by was, lightning. was scared he was going to yeah. get, or not the captain, the, the guy that caught it was, was really going to get hit by lightning. Yeah, crazy. Well, you know, you get 1,100 pounds, you got to tell some stories. Yeah, and, well, you know, for sure. Like, you know, my arm fell off and then I <laughs> sewed I it back to, on. I had to reel it in with one arm. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Right? The helicopter flew over. This That's dude was fishing. taking my picture. Yeah. He, right? <laughs> we were spraying him with water. Well, yeah, he, cut my, he cut my line, so I grabbed it by hand. <laughs> At least the shark didn't get a hold of that fish before it got Yeah, like shark bite the one year. Oh, yeah. One, one of our, our clients, shark bite, shark his bite. catch was caught, bit by a shark. And yeah. It would have uh, placed. It would have been a winning fish. It would have it placed in the white marl. Was that white marlin tournament? I yeah. so. What happened? Shark bite. They were bringing their fish in, and a shark bit it. Shark bite was the boat. Shark bite by Isn't shark that bite. Ironic. Shark bit by a shark bite on shark bite. <laughs> and I got disqualified because that was a mangled fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a story though. Yeah. Wow. Expensive story. I don't understand the the disqualification for a mangled fish because you're losing poundage, right? I mean, yeah, I don't really. I, don't I think I, I, I think I part of it is I, I mean, if it, it if it gets bit, you know, yeah. when it's way out there, it could be easier to reel yeah, in than a life fit. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. But yeah. Rules who am I to yep. say? Rules are rules. I'm not I sure. just paint them. <laughs> <laughs> I just paint them. Well, listen, gentlemen. I thank you guys for coming to see me. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, man. Yeah? Yeah, this Thanks. is neat. I really... Yeah, we should do this again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. 100%. But we're going to wrestle up to the Pilar Bar and tell some more stories and hang out. If you guys got time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right on, right on. Um, we're all down here for our holiday festivities for yeah for Roth. So this is our last episode time for the year. Oh yeah, is it? Yeah, oh. we're done. Oh. We're heading we're heading up to Melbourne. Happy from New here. Year's. Are you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for having us. Yeah. Yes. New Year's episode. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be awesome. you know one of theirs. We're all gonna be funny hats and <laughs> right yeah, that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. um, tell everyone how to uh, get involved with Roths. Probably uh, the best way is our website. Yep, com. Right. And uh, just we're, access we're, services so they got to reach out to you and tell them who you are. Or... Yep. And then and then um, also on, on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, Roth's Fishing. Yep. At Roth's, Roth's Fishing. Fishing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, you can find all the information. There's maps on there. It shows what areas we cover. Yeah. Um, there's, there's sample analyses on there. Um, you can order directly on there and all our contact info is on there. Okay. If you have any questions, call the office and ask and for Laura. Yeah. To Laura. Yeah. <laughs> you? She'll have she a, will, she she'll won't have make a... you a drink, but she'll <laughs> she'll put your order in. If you need rum, <laughs> she'll serve you a stiff one. Call Laura. <laughs> and we'll tell you where the fish are. <laughs> awesome. Um all right, cool. So 
Roths. Now, keep yeah. me posted. I'm really curious to find out about that Sat White Marlin. Thing, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, so, we've been we're hoping to get that funded, and that that'll be a that'll be a big deal. We have some yeah. cool people involved. Um, John Graves uh, from Vims um, in Virginia, and uh, one of uh, Jim Franks, University of Southern University Mississippi. Mississippi. He does okay. a bunch of tagging there. He's been doing it for years. He did a great I'm job there. With, Blue, with Bluefin too, mm-hmm. there at yeah. Southern Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah. See how that goes. And then you know we work. We're always working to get get better. Our website and and uh, yeah. So if you have any questions? Give us a call. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Ross fishing. Very cool. Um, thank you guys. Thank for you for coming Dennis. in today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Greg Golikowski, right? Mr. Upton. Yes, sir. Right. Thank you very much. And you know, he is right. married to Kate Upton. So he, he, he told me. He definitely show, is. He so, definitely is. Yeah. So Barflies, thank you very much, Laura. Thank you. Appreciate you filling in for Carleen today. Um, if you're in the market for a new truck or Jeep, right? Preferably a Dodge Ram vehicle, right? Uh, give our buddies at Joey Cardi. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram a call. Um, they'll hook you up. Um, I can't say for sure, but I have a pretty good idea that if you go in there, ask for Dean, and you said, listen, this dude on this show called Connected by Water told me to come in here, talk to you about a truck. I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure you're going to get a better deal than most people. So, um, please go ahead and see those guys at Joey Carter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, conveniently located off Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, Florida, where we're at. Um, and if you're thirsty, and I know you are, uh, why don't you go ahead and get yourself a bottle of Papa's Pilar Rum, right? Um, they got the dark, they got the blonde. Um, we were drinking uh, the blonde and the sherry cask today. They also came out with their new Legacy Edition, which is a limited edition um, that is extremely top shelf um they remind you never to be a spectator and always um make sure you make papa proud right i want to give a shout out to our friends at papa's raw bar um, locally here in lighthouse point um and uh olakai and maui jim and if you are in the market for some new apparel visit connectedbywater.com um and actually you should really just come visit our new gallery we'd love to have you in here and, and to check it out it's nice um if you're a cv boat owner Go on over to shop.cvboats.com and check out the DeFreel collection. We designed their entire line of apparel, cool. and uh, you can buy you know some cool CV stuff there. So, cool. You guys good? Yep. Yeah. All right, absolutely. we're going to check out. Unless your ego is not your amigo. Always do your best. And remember, at the end of the day, yep. just let God do the rest. Thanks, sir. Right? Yeah. And don't Happy ever holidays. Don't ever yep. forget that no matter where we Happy are, New Year. no matter what we're doing, we're all connected by water. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you.